Why do you drink? Because the finest people that I've ever met in my life are in pubs. This is Deserter, and we're back on the road, this time on the trail of a true Wimbledon legend. That's right, smouldering screen presence and hard-drinking Hellraiser, Tim the Tiger Henman, is it? Yeah. Come on, Tim. Timbledon! Only kidding. Uh, our main subject today is macho muchacho Oliver Reed. More on him and his Wimbledon connection in a bit. Plus, all the news that matters, dossers, and a word from the scene, the social media scene. Nice. And, of course, pubs. And plenty of them. And if, like us, you're on the hunt for ones that are now open for business, why not fire up the Go Out London app? Yes, Go Out London is an app for finding pubs, clubs and restaurants in your area, and even better, they sponsor this podcast. We love you, Go Out London. I'm Dirty South. And I'm ready for a pint. Shall we do a pub quiz? Oh, God, yes. So, we're in Wimbledon. We're on the Wimbledon Run, uh, as uh, Oliver Reed called his pub call. We're at pub number four on the Wimbledon Run, if you've read our piece uh, on Deserter. Uh, I believe it may be owned by the Queen, do you think? The pub, yes, it could be. And it might even break your arm. Made that too easy, haven't we? <laughs> right, let's go. I'm excited. Me too. Come on, Timbledon. Come on, Timbledon. Okay, where are we, Vinny? We are, of course, at the Swan in Wimbledon. Yeah, on the Ridgeway. On the Ridgeway, and uh, we just ordered a couple of pints with the Green King app. New. Yes, it, we're back in the pub, but it's not quite as we know it, is we? We've had to sanitise, give our address, order via the app, and go and pick up our pints from our designated table. Yeah. Um, so, regardless of all that, it's great to be back in a pub. Yeah. And we're drinking a pint. We're drinking a pint. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking of um, back to the pub. Yes. Um, we, we've both, you know, sort of, this isn't our first time, is it? It's not our first radio. After lockdown, no. Tell, tell us about yours. My, my first pint back in a pub. I wanted it to be special, Raider. I, mm. I, I didn't want it to be like a, a backstreet fumble of convenience with a willing stranger, uh, as nice as that is. Mm, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and it was special. I went mm. to the Blythe Hill Tavern. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, so I, I left the sunlight and entered this dark brown place oh, oh you've been inside inside oh my god yeah a uh, couple of old boys scattered around nobody too close con behind. alive <laughs> uh, con behind the jump um, yeah lovely got a, a lovely pint of pop head on the house unbelievable lovely chat he's been, he's been out of business for three months and he gives you a pint on the house it's just incredible it is it? incredible because they've suffered you know they've had to keep paying their rent because oh. they think they're Stonegate they've had right. you know and uh Yes, yeah, but yes, it was an incredible welcome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, they had the football on in one room, the cricket on in another, mm. the racing on in another, and the sunshine in the garden. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was absolutely wonderful. Well, that's and, good. Uh, uh, obviously, it was delicious, and I found I uh, could cycle to the Blythe Hill Tavern in 15 minutes. 
fact is news to that, me. That is, yeah, it was news to me that you're cycling, to be fair, but we'll come on to that later on. I mean, um, it did take me four hours to get back, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, my, my first bike was nearly in the sun of Camberwell. Um, I was just walking by, it said, we're open for drop-ins. We've got Timmy, Timmy Taylor Landlord on. I thought, that might do it for me. It's not an absolute favourite of mine, although I, know, I do know it's very, very popular indeed. Um, I thought, I'll just go in, and uh, that could be my first one. I went up to speak to the, um, the floor manager, as it were, and she said, yes, you're welcome to take a seat. We'll bring a drink over to you. I have to tell you that um, all the coolers are broken and the beer's all warm. Oh. So I thought, I'm not having my first pint no. warm. You want it to be special. I want it to be special. So I walked further up the road, Cold Harbour Lane, and my first pint back was in the junction at Loughborough Junction. Oh, okay. A, a wonderful, wonderful pub. Mm. Um, the pint was a pint of tribute, which okay. is slightly underwhelming, yeah, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, but... Uh, the one thing I think we all noticed about it, it was lovely sitting in the pub with a couple of boys again, that was great. But it is a bit pricey, isn't it? I mean, I don't mean by that the know, junction's any more pricey than anywhere else, <laughs> but it's pricier than the park. Ah. You know, a £16.50 round mm. is very different to, uh, to four quid for two pints in a milk jug. Yeah, um, that's why I drink alone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we considered it to be a donation to mm. pubs yes. just to keep them open. Mm. Well it, done. Yeah, so we're, we're happy with that. Yeah. Um, but there was quite a bit of social distancing and um, you know, we weren't sure whether to you know, put our hands up to go to the toilet, that sort of thing. Yeah, like school. A bit like school, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Miss, can I have a pint? <laughs> um, also, I've been not going to pubs. Um, I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> now they're opening it. Um, I'm still going to the park, Vinny. Yeah, I ran into you in one of them, didn't yes. I? Yes, yeah. Peckham Rye, yeah. Peckham Rye, yeah. I mean, um, if you are going to come to my birthday, could you put a pair of trousers on? <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been going to the parks and... Um, Brockwell, Dulwich, Peckham Rise, you say. We have keg Wednesdays in Ruskin now. Right. Oh, nice. Which is very nice. Get a little keg from the local brewery, Clarkshaws or mm. Canopy. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, the action is still very much there, I think, in the parks. People have evolved. They've all got cold boxes and plastic-lined blankets. Yeah, and we uh, adapt. Yeah. We adapt. So, you know, that's nature for you. Yes. And, it's of course, evolution. I'm sure you've noticed, camping chairs camping chairs everywhere every fucker's got one haven't they yeah. um, you started it I might have started it I felt terrible in a way I mean I have waxed lyrical about the eight pound camping chair from Halfords haven't I mm-hmm. um, a human advancement on a part for me with space travel <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even mentioning the netted drinks holder in the arm but um, camping chairs themselves are evolving right. at an incredible rate not mm. just the users um, Goose sent me a photo of one that comes with its own flip-up footstool. <laughs> oh, that's yes, amazing. That's good. It looks good. And then there was another one um, with a built-on canopy for sun or rain protection. Very good. And then I found the Holy Grail, the camping sofa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw a picture of that. A fold-out two-person settee. Yeah, nobody else is getting on it, but yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, funny <laughs> you said that, because friend of the show... Floyd showed it to his wife 
who responded simply, buy it. <laughs> and he sent me a picture of her lounging in it sideways. <laughs> as you would. As you should. Yes, of course. Now he's got to buy his own. <laughs> um, we should get a kickback for these, really, mm. shouldn't we? Uh, or maybe they'd like to sponsor us again. Yeah. Dessert at Pubcast, sponsored by Millets. <laughs> yeah. That worked. But it was also your wedding anniversary, wasn't it? As well as your birthday when we were at the park. So it was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was my birthday recently. Um, I made up a little song for it. Um, <laughs> I want to get a bit more like Winnie the Pooh every day. Um, I made a little song to sing on my way to my birthday. It went, uh, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy, born on the 4th of July. The pubs are open, which is handy, but I'll do my drinking on the rye. And uh, so I went down to Peckham Rye. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a hike for me, to be honest, but sometimes you just got to go where the rhyme takes you. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's my birthday, but it's also Pompey Dunk's birthday the day after, mm. which, splendidly, I hijacked, which I'm going to continue to do for many years. No yeah. planning required. Just yeah. come up and uh, hijack his party. Excellent. Um, you turned up on, without your trousers on your bicycle, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Showing off a little bit. Um, but you're absolutely right. It was also... Um, my wedding anniversary. So that must make it really easy to remember your wedding anniversary that it's on your birthday. Well, due to the way men's brains are wired, uh, I can't get over the fact that it's my birthday. And, <laughs> and I only ever remember it as my birthday. And I have to leave a little reminder for myself to um, you know, wish my darling wife a happy anniversary. She thought it would be easy for me to remember it's yes. our anniversary by yes. putting it on my birthday. Also, she, she also knew when it, since I was a young boy, I'd always wanted a lady, and, <laughs> and she uh, you know, gave herself to me on my birthday uh, as part of that. So it's a really lovely gesture on her behalf. Um, it's just a shame that I can never remember it. So um, happy anniversary, Mrs. Raider. Yeah. Um, and which was it? Was it? What year was it? Four was it? Something like that? Yeah, I think that's the uh, spliff anniversary. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes, it would be nice if they were up. They have been updated, apparently. The uh, these, you know, because it's like year one is paper, which yeah. is skins, obviously. Um, skins, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, nice. I mean, that works. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, I mean, cotton and leather can work. Um, nice. Fruit and flowers, that sort of thing. Fruit and uh, flowers. I mean, yeah. Is that an anniversary? That's, yeah, year four. That's what you're supposed to be given. Give. All oh, right. I. I thought, yeah, maybe we should update them, like Spliff Anniversary, IPA Anniversary. IPA, yeah, That'd be nice. Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, ten, ten, what's ten years? Cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have been updated, actually. Year four is electrical appliances. I mean, but, so clearly whoever is doing this um, should not be doing so. I think we need, yeah, IPAs would be good. Whiskey, one year. A hammock for year five, perhaps? Yes, I'll um, go for that. Back scratcher, year six. Yes. Uh, bath pillow. Bath pillow, this is very good. <laughs> Maybe I'll marry you. <laughs> and year 10, uh, Sky or BT Sports. <laughs> um, and for your silver, your own brewery. <laughs> What else have you been up to? You, you've um, been away, haven't you? Uh, yes, I've had an alone holiday at home. 
Um, yes, my, uh, the, uh, the missus and our kid have gone to Cornwall for a week. Mm. Uh, I couldn't make it for various reasons, uh, including this podcast. Um, uh, so I've had to stay at home alone, which, as any other young father knows, is priceless. <laughs> um, so, yes, the first thing I did was cycle to uh, Hotburns and Black and Park Fever to pick up some beers for the week. Uh, got a, s- a week's pass for Sky Sports um, and cycled to uh, the Blythe Hill Tavern. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm... There's things I'm able to do that uh, I wouldn't be able to do if a family was around. Um, Skin up when you wake up. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the only, well, I, I can do that, really. But um, what I couldn't do is cook corned beef hash or listen to Scritti Politti. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've, I've done both at the same time. Um, so, yeah, if you're struggling to find a place to go this year, don't go anywhere. Yeah, and, uh, get everyone else to go. Ask the family if they wouldn't mind, you know. Disappearing for four days. How long are they away for? Uh, yeah, five or six days. Tremendous. Back to yours tonight. <laughs> OK, so we're on the trail of Oliver Reed, a famous screen actor, one of the finest screen actors of the 60s and 70s, certainly of his era and uh, all the way up to 2000 uh, for his last performance in Gladiator. He's uh, also in Oliver and Women in Love famously in The Devils. Uh, and he was also a, a famous Hellraiser. Mm. Uh, one of, uh, it was an era of Hellraisers of Richard Burton, Richard Harris who was one of his mates. Um, Peter O'Toole and he was a big drinking buddy of Keith Moon as well. That's right. Yeah, who, They met on the set of Tommy. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Um, so Ollie was born in Rains Park near here um, I think he was expelled from some 13 schools yes, I saw that before. that's a fine effort so the writing was on the wall wasn't and it it was yes and he, he had some interesting jobs he was a strip club bouncer a fairground boxer and mortuary assistant yes. before he found uh, work as an extra acting um, mm. and he's often said he had a sort of modest upbringing um, but in fact his grandfather did found Rada and yes. uh, he was the uh, nephew of Sir Carol Reed who was um, uh, a great film director yeah. uh, in his time directed Third Man stuff like that yeah. um, but he didn't get jobs from those guys he, he, was, he, he wouldn't go to Rada he said his Rada was the pub he liked to he, he, he liked to mix with ordinary people and they were his inspiration yeah uh, the pub and the army um, <laughs> and when he was in Wimbledon uh, he li- when he lived in Wimbledon he, he famously had a pub call uh, mm. the Wimbledon run which included eight pubs um, the Rose and Crown Dog and Fox uh, and uh, the Fire Stables that was was the castle then Yeah. then here the, the Swan, swan. Um, one other one, and he crossed over to the hand in hand. I think that was his favourite, and that's our yeah. favourite, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, that's what that was, was. That was his local where he would have his monumental drinking sessions. But yeah, and uh, the, the crooked billet, and the was crooked billet, finish it off, would it? Which is almost almost next door, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, hand in hand is a crack and is open on uh, Monday, the twentieth of July. Yes, as are many of the pubs on the run because they're youngs now, aren't they? Yeah, and probably were then. Um, probably it's interesting to, to note for me that when he was doing this you know with his mates 
this run, this pub crawl, this race, as we'll probably hear about in a minute. Yeah. He was, you know, <laughs> world famous. He was. It, you know, yes. he well, at least you know he was certainly one of the highest paid actors at the time. Mm. And after Oliver in 1968, mm. he was world famous. You know, he, he was well known. So this is a world famous screen actor and a bunch of drunk mates going around the town tearing it up drinking far too many pints yeah and what was the nature of this this run well it was it was a race yes you had to run between those eight pubs and then end up back at the first one and whoever was last had to to buy the round yeah for however many people were there um, and he, he did like a bit of competition, you know, he liked to yeah. sort of, you know, he'd do it on, on crawls, he'd get everybody to swim across a lake or something yeah, like that, yeah. you know, he was very fond of phys- physical uh, ch- uh, challenges, yes. arm wrestling, yeah. that sort of thing. Other sorts of fights. Fighting, and, uh, smashing up bars, he would do, he would, he would do not so much in Wimbledon, uh, the, uh, I know the landlady Joyce at uh, the Dog and Fox wouldn't put up with any nonsense from him. Right, yeah, he would, yeah. He would listen to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but he nevertheless did turn it into uh, a gargantuan race. He would, yes. And, which and I'm the, sure he never lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. No, I'm sure he never came last. <laughs> um, but uh, this, this was, of course, in the days when pubs closed at lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so he would grab some bottles and some food and have a pissnick on the, on the common. Mm, mm, that's, that sounds familiar. I mean, we have a beer picnic, don't it's we? It's very which, similar, yes. Yeah. We never thought of having food, though. <laughs> <laughs> Lightweight, Ollie. <laughs> yes, uh, famously, it, it's, it's said that he drank 100 pints in 24 hours. He claims that was an exaggeration. He said mm. that was actually over um, the two days leading up to his wedding. <laughs> um, <laughs> to his second wedding, she was so Josephine. Happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said it was 106 pints. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, as Half Life said, you know, once you've had the first 20, you're not really enjoying no, it. No, no, that's true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so now we're going to uh, go into the news, and uh, later on we'll be we'll be visiting the common uh, for a pissnick. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a pissnick. The news. The news. 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 Beer and pub news first. And the big news is? They're open. Or <laughs> some of them are open. Some of them are open. Um, yeah. Yes, I put a piece up on the Deserter website uh, about them being open. And um, as a public service, we sort of crossed the pubs that had done well in the 2020 World Cup of pubs with those that have plenty of outdoor space to come up with 10 belting spots where you can yeah. enjoy a pint and hopefully not die. The Blythe Hill Tavern was one of them. Yeah. Inclu- others including the Pelton, Cutty Sark, Lord Clyde, um, Ivy House. But yeah, go to the site and read the piece. Okay. Um, in other news, uh, there was a petition to uh, stop the demolition of the Rising Sun pub, in uh, which is the last pub on the Rockingham Estate. Yeah. Um, it's a home to five darts teams live bands discos and Elvis so <laughs> so we really uh, need that place to stay open uh, you can find that petition on change.org um, and there's been a, a few brew pubs um, that, that uh, planned for the future Affinity um, 
brewers in Bermondsey are teaming up with the Grosvenor Arms in Brixton, is it? Yeah, uh, Brixton's that World Borders, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, they're going to have a, uh, a brew pub shortly. Uh, and common rioters who have been looking for a place for a long time have uh, found some premises uh, in sort of Kidbrook way mm. um, to brew their own uh, beer and and uh, allow you to drink it on the premises. Yeah, it strikes me that that you know, could be a workable business model going forward. You know, make your beer, sell your beer. You're not tied to a brewery. I mean, Southey have been doing it for a while, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also be good, very good for Kidbrook to have another watering hole that isn't that sort of um, glass and steel. Absolutely, gaff. yes, yes. Um, they uh, uh, they have a lot of brew pubs in America, don't they? Lots of uh, bars brew their own beer and, you know, it comes yeah. straight to the taps. Yeah, that's right. They're great innovation. Um Another uh, bit of news, at Wimbledon Brewery uh, had their, their Land Rover nicked, it, uh, which is very sad because it, uh, uh, it was, it's got the Wimbledon uh, Brewery logo all over it. Mm. If you see it, a blue Land Rover with, um, with Wimbledon Brewery on it, and they're offering a £1,000 worth of beer <laughs> reward for anyone. Well, who I might helps give it them. back then. <laughs> Um, I saw a story, uh, it was, it's actually back in March, but I only just spotted it. Um, a, uh, a, a winery in, um, near Modena in uh, Italy, mm. um, they had a malfunctioning valve that caused their wine to be diverted into the town's water supply. <laughs> <laughs> For three hours, red wine was coming out of people's taps and shower heads. <laughs> And then people were, were sort of loading up their bottles. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, the obvious thing to do would be to uh, yeah, Have drink a it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, baby. <laughs> I'm having a bath in it. Um, yeah, um, the other thing we wanted to mention was the Round the Grounds charity cycle. Yes, that's this weekend, so that would be July the uh, 18th, perhaps? Like 18th. 18th, 19th, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 18th, yeah. yeah. I think it's for Lymphona um, uh, Charity. Uh, yeah, they're cycling to all the London, 12 London Football League grounds, ending up at Champion Hill, mm. um, where I think they're going to have a few cans. Uh, yeah, so. so we might even make it down there uh, at the end of that. We don't know exactly when they'll be there. don't think they know exactly when they'll be no. there. It's a long, long way to go, but well done to everybody taking part in that. Yeah. And um, you can find that on uh, some sort of crowdfunder change.org, yes. can't you? Do yeah. you have the address? Round the Grounds. Yeah. Round the Grounds. Yeah. Round the Grounds. Search Round the Grounds. Charity Cycle. Charity Cycle. We'll put a link to it up on um, the podcast page. Um, in very sad news, I saw, as did you, that uh, Maggie of Maggie's in Cafe in Lewisham passed mm. away. Yeah, that's really sad. Uh, she was an institution, much yes. loved. Um, and you know, she obviously she was always there, topping up your tea. You know, the, with bottomless the, tea, wasn't bottomless it? Bottomless tea, and on St Paddy's Day, bottomless whiskey. Yes, that's right. You got a tot, didn't you? On yeah, St. Paddy's you, Day, you, yeah, yeah. You, every uh, breakfast came with a, a, yeah. a tot of uh, Jameson's, and uh, she would top that up too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, an absolute institution. Yes, assisting with hangovers for decades in good times and bad. So it reminds me that um, 
after Half-Life Half Life funeral. Yeah. The day after that, you uh, were in there, weren't you? When she, <laughs> yes. she played a little trick on you, didn't she? She did, yes. Yeah. She asked me if I'd like some Irish sauce with my breakfast. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. And she gave me this pot and I opened the, um, opened it up and out popped a sort of Jack in the Box dildo into my face. <laughs> uh, so you, 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 were, you were hungover, of course. Terribly grieving. Hungover. Grieving, <laughs> yes. But she me right up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I think you wrote. I think that was in the, in our book, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, I, think yeah, you mentioned yeah. in that book. I remember taking Spider there once, and it was one of those. It's sort of all you can eat. You, you, you can order everything on the menu uh, for like I don't know, six pound fifty or something like that. And and, and uh, Spider did, of course. And he, um, you know, so he'd have scrambled eggs, fried eggs, poached eggs, <laughs> and you know, e- e- every. Uh, available meat that could be fried and then she brought it over to her and she said and you better fucking eat it <laughs> uh, in uh, other news have you, you uh, maybe you've heard about Rishi Sunak's um, initiatives to get people eating out yes it's uh, Monday to, to, to Wednesday sort of thing uh, 50% off and there's, there's rumours of um, retail vouchers as well aren't they right. to come potentially or, or to sort of kickstart the economy mm. um, Can we buy does it beer? sound familiar yes it does yes it does sound familiar but it's not quite right is it no it's not quite basic income that we've been uh, lobbying for now for almost five days <laughs> no, <laughs> no since, since the very inception of uh, deserter which unfortunately Indeed. we are unable to remember when that was yeah. um, what we'd, we would like to say to Rishi is uh, stop being prescriptive and just give us the fucking money. <laughs> or beer. <laughs> 500 quid for every man, woman and man-woman man to spend on what we want, when we want. Yeah. Sure, some people may wish to spend it on eating out. Some may wish to spend it on eating in. Mm. Um, me? I've got my camping chair addiction to feed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and did I mention they're only eight quid a piece from Halfords? <laughs> have you got a share? <laughs> By the way, do you have any room left in your garage pub? <laughs> <laughs> OK, we're going to continue with uh, the section pub tales uh, because they just keep on coming, don't they? They do, yeah. What, what? is pub tales? I think... The best way to describe it is tales from pubs. Interesting, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, one, one that was thrown up this time um, came out of the, uh, the the piece on Deserter, their open piece, 10 cracking South London pubs, uh, was the tale of the dates of the Cutty Sark. Oh yes. Uh, we were sitting outside one day, not that long ago, maybe four or five years ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We were sitting outside with our friend Osman, mm-hmm. uh, better known to some as the corporate deserter. Can we say that now? I don't know. He doesn't work in the country anymore. Oh, there he is. Oh, shut up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting out there with our friend Osman, and uh, on, on the front of the Cutty Sark, this is in uh, East Greenwich, I think yeah. you call it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, is in quite big letters it reads Georgian Free House 1695 um, which made Osman cross yes um, he's a stickler he's a stickler he's a stickler um, 
we couldn't really understand why it was crossed, but he explained it as it's either Georgian or built in 1695. Yeah. But it can't be fucking both. No. <laughs> and I believe it was you that said, uh, you know, you should write them a letter. Mm. Did he actually write them a letter? He did. Yeah, he wrote he them did. a letter. I didn't, know, I didn't know yeah. if he emailed them or... I think he wrote them a letter. Anyway, just a month or so later, the sign was repainted yes. to read Georgian... A free house, 1795. <laughs> so it cost them 100 years of history. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't be bothered to repaint Georgian, so they just changed the date. <laughs> Never believe what you read in the front of pubs. Mm. Especially okay. the word closed. <laughs> it reminds me of um, when Tim and I were at the Wallace Memorial Monument in Stirling. Uh, I don't know if you know that. No. It's quite a quite a uh, remarkable building. Uh, in in the restaurant, there was an inscription saying "Built 1968." Um, now, even to the un- untrained eye, it doesn't look like it was built in the swinging 60s. It's an enormous, ornate Gothic sandstone tower built on a volcanic crag. And, right. and we asked the waitress about this inscription, "Built 1968." <laughs> And she said, oh, yeah, we get that a lot. Uh, it should be 1868. <laughs> <laughs> so we said, well, shouldn't there be a note or something, you know, just to mm. you know, alert people that the date's wrong, you know? And she said, uh, I just do the tea and scones. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, I had a pub tale. Um, I read it on uh, the excellent Running Past blog. Yeah, um, and uh, it was about a pub in Lewisham called the Sultan uh, on Lee High Road, um, which I don't really remember. But um, just before your time, was it um, pre-war? It, <laughs> it wasn't really. I don't know how I, how I didn't come to know it really, but um, it was run by an ex-boxer called Dougie, who was known as Dougie Sultan, and uh, he would uh, punch any uh, any drinkers who misbehaved, but would tolerate everybody if they if, if they did behave. So it, it, there were lots of punks and art, art students in there. That's right, it was a good old mix-up, wasn't it? It was yeah. a good mix, and, uh, yeah, and they weren't welcome everywhere, so, you know... It no. Was, it, and and, and uh, they did join forces when during the Battle of Lewisham um, uh, when the National Front decided to march through Lewisham High Street. Um, uh, they joined forces with the uh, with the kebab shop across the road to drive mm. the fascists out. So they had a good, uh, but they, you know they had like Susie Sue was there and mm. Seething mm. Wells, John Cooper Clark. They all drank there. Mm. Um, and there was one particular drinker who was a council worker called Sid, and he used to sing a song at the top of his voice frequently. I am Pissy Sid from Sydenham Hill. Never worked and never will. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good old Pissy Sid. Cheers, Pissy Sid. Cheers, Pissy Sid. Thank you very much. Um, well, we're going for our picnic now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. We're going to pick up some supplies from the local shop and uh, head out to the common, as Ollie would do with his mates. Yeah. Back in the olden days when the pubs would shut at a three. Yeah. We're going to pretend they're closed. <laughs> Here we are on Wimbledon Common, um, having a delightful picnic. <laughs> That's right. It's where Ollie and his mates would come up for their picnic. Um, for younger listeners, the uh, pubs used to close at three o'clock for a couple of hours, 
and uh, no one knew why. No. <laughs> um, they went back to the First World War. Uh, it was worse on a Sunday. It used to close at two and open at seven. I remember those five-hour gaps. <laughs> um, anyway, we're here with a picnic. We've got uh, in honour of Ollie. I got a quiche Lorraine because I thought they might be big in the, in 1970. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, I've got some a pork pie, a couple of ales which he would have liked. Yeah. And uh, I also got a pear because um, he said of pears. What did he say about pears? <laughs> he said of pears. I've got it here somewhere. He said of pears. <laughs> he said, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he said, you get so weak eating pears that you fall down and they come and take you away on a stretcher. <laughs> and I... I well, think I hope that doesn't happen to you, uh, Raider. I mean, uh, it's a good job that you fortified yourself with the quiche Lorraine yeah. and some sausage rolls. I suspect what he had against pears were, was that they weren't booze. They weren't booze, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he would feel weak yeah. if he wasn't having booze. Anyway, yeah. a lovely picnic and a lovely way to pass the dead two hours before the pub's open again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see what he's getting at there. Very like our beer picnic. Yes. Uh, but with a slightly more vulgar name. Yeah, um, and food, as we've mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was obviously a massive boozer. You know, he would be drinking his way th- through, you know, his shoots of films. And he could be drinking until 6 o'clock in the morning, ready for a, a 7 a.m. shoot. And he would be fine. And, and that, that seemed to be... Uh, same with Richard Burton. I mean, they just uh, they, as soon as the camera started rolling, they were they they could act sober. I don't know how, uh, how how they could do that because you know we we have often had periods in our time when we have tried to appear sober, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't work, does it? No, I mean they obviously took the he and his peers took their profession quite seriously. Um. Definitely, yeah, yeah. They would be hellraisers, but they would still be on set six o'clock sharp. Yeah, yeah. Um, and put in extraordinary performances. He really had an incredible screen presence. Um, he really did. I mean, um, it, he couldn't take his eyes off him when he was on screen. I mean, it's almost like you don't quite know what he's going to do next. And I think that's mm. why directors liked him. Yeah, um, he had which a way he was going to turn it. Yeah, I'd love to see the outtakes. <laughs> Terrifying, I imagine. Uh, but he was in loads and loads of um, English films, wasn't he? Uh, quite big ones, lots of Hammer horror films. Yeah. Before he became a world star. And yeah, and once he had really conquered the world of cinema, uh, he he did a lot of talk shows, didn't he? Um, mm. And uh, because he was uh, quite a raconteur, mm. you know, he mm. was. Well, again, you didn't very... ever quite know what he was going to say. No, no, he, he didn't really have a, 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 any kind of filter, did he? No. Um, especially if he'd had a drink. And uh, and there were times when he would go on those talk shows completely plastered. Mm. And, uh, and, and, you know, he, he, by his own admission, would make a complete arse of himself, and that's what was expected of him. I think you're right. I think I remember him appearing on TV later in his career, and I think he was got on more for his antics than for his... Uh, you know, film stardom. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame, really. 
Yes, I mean, he did say he felt like he was more known for being a drunk than he was an, an actor at times, but really, mm. whose fault was that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he could be... He was, apparently he was quite shy, like, sober. Yeah. Um, and quite a gentle soul, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then between pints one and eight, he became funny and gregarious, yeah. and, you know, and he preferred himself like that. He didn't like sobriety. And, and then after pint eight... He was, uh, he was a, an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of his friends, Christopher Lee, for example, said that it was, uh, you know, actually very awful to see that decline yeah. after the eighth pint. Yes, yeah, we're talking about a decline through a night rather than through yeah. a line. Yeah, right? yeah. And he would often uh, take out his old chap, which was uh, yes uh, tattooed. It had a tattoo it of a, a penis on it. <laughs> he had a tattoo of a penis on his penis, is that right? Uh, no, he had oh. a tattoo of a bird claw or something. Oh. And for some reason he used to call it his mighty mallet. Let's see. Yes, and um, we probably should mention his dreadful uh, misogyny as well. Uh, he was a funny guy, he mm. could be a charming guy, mm. but he was unfortunately also sort of a political idiot. Yes, he was a dreadful misogynist. I mean, the, the only uh, woman he didn't seem to want to uh, remain in the kitchen uh, was Margaret Thatcher. Who, who oh, we liked her. We liked her, yeah. 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 That's nice, so that it? tells you a lot about him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, so, so, unsurprisingly, he died relatively young, 61. Yeah. Uh, he was filming Gladiator, for which he received a posthumous Oscar. Um, uh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nomination. Oh, was it? I think it was a nomination, I thought. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Oh, I don't know. We'll have to check that. Mm. We'll never well, get around don't, to it. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't count on us for facts. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he was shooting in uh, Valletta in Malta. Yeah. And he was going to a bar known as The Pub. And uh, on his final night, he ran into five sailors who were on shore leave from the HMS Cumberland. And... Um, he drank eight pints of German lager, a dozen shots of rum, half a bottle of whiskey and a few shots of cognac in a drinking match with the sailors. Uh, and then he arm-wrestled five of them and beat them. <laughs> I heard it, he hadn't been drinking um, at this point as well. He'd been yeah. off the source for six months or yeah. something. So Which is... Um, probably wasn't a wise no, idea. No, not to jump back in. I think that's... I mean, it's... Uh, it's a schoolboy era, isn't it, when you've been off the source, to, isn't it? Uh, and it's the same with a number of people who have uh, died from uh, methadone or heroin. Exactly, I was going to say it's like you and that smack overdose. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't, you, you haven't got that tolerance anymore. Mm. And uh, yeah, so he died on the way to the hospital after collapsing in the uh, in the pub, and um, they st- to this day they still sell memorabilia. Uh, they sell T-shirts that say eight pints of lager, twelve double rums, fourteen whiskies. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite unbelievable, isn't it? It's I, a I've grim trade, well. isn't it? <laughs> and upstairs is filled with uh, Ollie graffiti, isn't it? On the way yeah. to the labs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was buried in Cork, uh, where he 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 lived at uh, that point. Um, and his epitaph on it said he made the air move. Mm. Fair. Yes, I think that was that was uh, he, he'd mentioned that phrase he, he, when someone had said oh, you're mumbling. One of the directors would say, mm. like, "At least I make the air move." <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, he I said, made the air move earlier in the Swan. 
Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. but I hadn't had a chance to go before I left the house. <laughs> Definitely too much information. Um, yeah, so perhaps we'll, we'll go off with a couple of quotes from him. He said, um, you meet a better class of people in pubs. Mm. And uh, I do not live in a world of sobriety. Yeah. And uh, one I liked uh, was... Um, I'm only drinking white wine because I'm on a diet and I don't eat. <laughs> so he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's just yeah. a bit annoying in other ways. Mm. Here's to you, Ollie. Cheers, Ollie. Cheers. Your last, Ollie. Your round, mate, I'm afraid. Eight pints of lager, 12 double rums, 14 whiskies. And a baby sham. You're a bomb dosser. Who have you got for the bomb dosser nominations this time out? Uh, okay, um, my uh, nomination is Connor. That's uh, Connor BRN. Uh, he um, tweeted Six years since I quit my job at Asda. Fond memories of kicking a 10-pack of Stella about the warehouse until one can burst, reducing the crate to three pounds and then buying it. (laughs) (laughs) I think think there's a winner. We don't need to go on, really, do we? Well played, Connor, well played. Um, I see what you think about Alan Payne. Um, He's a, a Devon man who spent 18 years building a funicular railway from the road to his home, uh, a distance of about 40 metres, so that he and his wife won't have to use the steep steps when they're older. <laughs> I mean, say, saying it back now, he probably probably a bit too much work involved to qualify as a bum dosser, mm. but I think an admirable dedication to future easy living. Yeah, what foresight. Yeah. And um, I enjoyed Adam Roberts on Twitter who tweeted uh, about the classical scholar Richard Pawson. Um, A friend invited the 18th century classical scholar Richard Pawson to dinner. He came a day early by mistake, but instead of going away and coming back, he stayed all night drinking his friend's booze until dinner was served the next day. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good, isn't it? I didn't know much about Richard Pawson. I'll give him a quick um, Google. He turns out to be a bit of a nightmare and an old soak. He was known amongst his friends as Pawsona non grata. <laughs> um, he published almost nothing in his lifetime, uh, yet still has a huge reputation as a classicist. Right. And um, apparently the Cambridge University Press based their Greek font on his handwriting, which mm. has now become globalised in the standard Greek alphabet. 
Oh, that's the Porsen alphabet. Right. Um, yeah, and the other thing he's famous for saying is, life's too short to learn German. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might run Connor close, but yeah. uh, I'm going to give it to Connor, surely. Okay. surely. Well Brilliant. done, Connor. You're a bombdosser. Well, it's time for the scene. The social media scene? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it? Already? That's amazing. What you got? Uh, yeah, a couple of... Um one-offs, really. I mean, Bob Servant, we mentioned before in a previous series with one of his books, I think, and uh, yeah. he, he often tweets some funny stuff, but this one made me laugh. Ten years ago, I was the eighth busiest cheeseburger van in Dundee. After a decade of hard work, listening to the punters, menu experimentation, spatula practice, meditation, positive ment- mental attitude, daring to dream, and two deaths, I am up to sixth. Never give up. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And another one that I've mentioned before is Phil Wong. Um, he uh, put up, he tweeted his hangover cures. So it's quite a long list of uh, items Calippo, chocolate yuzu, watermelon, <laughs> banana yuzu, massive shit, plenty of water, sleep, fresh air, those Barocca things, Witherspoon's breakfast, Strongbow dark fruits, a wank. Raspberries, bacon sarni, time, tears, YouTube. <laughs> that is sensational. Oh, thank you very much. We've all been Phil. there. We've all been there. <laughs> oh, tremendous. What have you got then, uh, Rita? Um, did you not have something about Johnny Depp's lunch? Oh, yes. Did you see that picture? I, I that, did, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Amber Heard stuck it up. I don't <laughs> suppose she did, did she? But somebody did. Johnny Depp's lunch here. Had uh, Keith Richards' CD, tobacco, his driver's licence, his personalised drug box, four lines of coke, <laughs> some paraphernalia and half a pint of whiskey. <laughs> it did look delicious. <laughs> It was coupled with a picture of him passing out. <laughs> yes, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, I like talking of Johnny Depp. I liked his... Um, one of the things I read in the, about the current court case was that, you know, he had a... Uh, he went out with Winona Ryder and he had a tattoo, Winona Forever. Right. Uh, but he had it altered when they split up so that it, <laughs> it read instead, Wino Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was very good, yeah, yeah. but uh, Amber Heard apparently laughed at it, which oh. made him cross. Oh, yeah, a bit sensitive. A bit sensitive. Well, you yeah. would be after all that COVID yeah. whiskey. Um, wine over forever. I thought we might get a wine over forever tattoo later. <laughs> be up for it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, the other thing I saw, which I liked, was uh, from Quora, the mm. you know the question and answer website. Yeah. Uh, someone wrote is it for fuck's sake or for fuck sake <laughs> it's for a work email so it has to sound professional <laughs> <laughs> what a scene <laughs> what a scene mm. can't so, get another scene well uh, that's all we have time for this week I think yes um, should we well, head off into town and do a Johnny Depp yeah <laughs> Why not? Actually, it's not Fancy that Depp far lunch. from the truth because uh, we're catching up with the corporate deserter on the South Bank. So That's true, yeah. He's back from the States and is threatening to tell us all about how to make a million in a pandemic. Yeah, and a billion from Brexit. Should be fun, in a way. 
Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening and thanks to the show sponsor, Go Out London, the app for getting you out and about in town. And maybe we'll um, leave you with another bit of Ollie Reed wisdom. Oh, yeah. Um, he said, what's the point of staying sober? I have two ambitions in life. One is to drink every pub dry. The other is to sleep with every woman on earth. Oh, Ollie. Oh, God. (laughs) You've been listening to the Deserted Pubcast. Hit subscribe and we'll be back with another one next month. Maybe. Cheerio for now. Ta-ta. Excuse me. Excuse me, which way is London?